welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 4th of January in the year 2023. Yes, it's a Wednesday. And I must tell you, managed today fairly gracefully, but there's most certainly a post-holiday disturbance in the force. Okay? Holy friggin' frazzled is the community, is the citizenry, is the energy that's out there, that's coming in. I'm picking it up in my drill antennae. Who the fuck is pulling out of Wendy's just after the new year? Hey, I'm going to get my friend Chuck. Let's see if he's at us. <laughs> Semper K, baby. <laughs> that was a good good uh, sighting there. So it's freaking after 8 p.m. It's 57 degrees out. My man Chuck Martinelli out there working on cars. This guy's, he's got a talent. He retired just, uh, shit, it's gotta be five years ago, at least. Now, he's still doing stuff on the side. I think it's great. I think that was my man Semper K, Paul Kemper. He's a, uh, a local pastor. One hell of a guy. God, I know some pretty cool friggin' people, man. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a personality, a talent. Every single one of them. I can see the smiles on their faces, the conversations that we have shared. I can recollect. Um, There's so many great human beings out there. I might have to put the fucking air conditioning on because it's so balmy out. 57 fucking degrees. So, um... The disturbance in the force, you see how easily it was broken? It was uh, uh, overshadowed by the joy that I feel when there's somebody that I I know and appreciate that I run across. So if you're listening, well, odds are that you're the type of person that lifts my spirits and puts a smile on my face, even when things get dicey. <clears throat> So what's, what was up with the energy coming in? It's, it's real simple. Uh, what I mean there is that I, I got my ear to the ground. I got my antennae up. I'm ready. It's my first day back. I got a schedule that had like 30-something patients on it. Well, that's, honestly, that's too many. Um, that's a lot, of, a lot of fucking physical work and mental outflow energy expended. Um working on and with people. The same old questions that people are, you know, we're posing in small talk. How was your holiday? Happy New Year? Are you doing any, any, what's your resolutions? People get disgusted when you ask them about their resolutions. I might write on that tonight. I'm going to write... I'm going to write about that, that phenomenon whereby people 
they're just like, no, I don't do that because it never gets done. Or if they if they admit that, or they can't think of something. I had somebody today who was like stupefied, like couldn't think of what they would want to do, how they would want to better themselves. Now I know that I, I can't believe that's true. I think that they do know. Maybe the way in which they want to better better themselves, they might find that it is too typical. Like everybody wants to lose weight, right? Everybody wants to get on a health kick. But they don't want to admit it because I mean, maybe it's they feel like it's they failed before or God, if I admit what my what I'd like to change about myself, does that make me weak or does that jinx me or I don't know. So there was a there was a lot of that. A lot of just they don't even we even have to talk about those things. It, um, resolutions or anything or the holiday, but it just that's what's out there. People are are coming from a very powerful holiday experience, and hopefully, they it was a it was a positive one. But it's stressful, right? It's stressful. It's an overwhelming. type of stress. It comes in a variety of forms. It could have been the bright lights or the having to make small talk with people that you don't always get along with or anticipating based upon what happened last year. Um, you know, how are things going to go? Oh my God, I got to... She's a witch. I hate her. That sort of thing. That was a, l- a lyric from, uh, was it Bob something? God. Believe it or not, when I was again, I don't even want to talk about Christmas anymore, but Bob something. Bob Rivers. When I was a, I don't know if I ever mentioned this or came clean on this before, when I was a little 12 year old fucking twerp dickhead, my mother dropped me off at the Ocean County Mall with my buddies, and we had to go get gifts. And I actually shoplifted a bunch of gifts. I went into the Camelot Music or some music shop, and I uh, there was one of those bins, and it was full with all kinds of different uh, tapes, you know. And I just put them in my freaking pocket or my pants or something like that. Little stupid things like a a um, an ornament or a tape. These were in the days where, you know, they had to, there were no cameras, they would just, there might have been, but I think businesses were too cheap to do that shit. They just had, you know, a manager or some employee walking around and would catch you if you were stealing and by then you were gone or whatever the fuck it was. Anyway, I was a little bastard kid. This is what got me in trouble and necessitated my changing my ways eventually. Um, Text message from Emily Galdon. Sorry. That's my confidant, Emily. I'll tell you what, that one's something else, man. And I say that in the, in the best possible way. She is like uh, Emily and I get along extraordinarily well. Like freaking brother or sister and sister or something like that. We just laugh. Care, you know, we're, we lift each other's spirits and have fun, and it's all very platonic and very just just the vibe. We vibe together. 
and it makes for a great experience at the office and a great co-worker experience. <clears throat> Angie and I get along well too, but Emily and I have a, a pretty unique, I don't know what you call a vibe, you get along really well. Um, anyway, you've seen that, if you're listening, you've been in the office, you've experienced all this. We whistle while we work. So, <laughs> all that to say, fucking Bob Rivers, Twisted Christmas cassette tape. I stole it from Camelot Music or some tchotchke store around the holidays, you know, 35 years ago. And I remember, it was actually a really good um, catalog I had on there. It had different renditions of holiday um, songs that had they had twisted the lyrics and and it was it was great and I guess this guy Bob Rivers was like the mastermind behind it but that was one of the things the 12 things on Christmas that's such a pain to me facing my in-laws and as it would go on and on and on with the 12 days of Christmas she'd say, rather than say face facing my in-laws she'd say she's a witch I hate her charities gotta make them dinner <laughs> five months of bills sending Christmas cards <laughs> anyway that shit it, it's such a it's so dramatic holidays from Chris, Thanksgiving is somewhat tame that's the beginning of it right then you got Christmas then you got the new year comes at you and the way it all fell this year is probably perfect because we got to work a little bit but then you're on the weekend and you got a four-day weekend it's it's awesome it was great and I yes I had a wonderful holiday season I'm thankful everyone's happy and healthy got a lot of love a lot of family a lot of great you know people in my life but it's too much man it's over the top you get overwhelmed and you're fucking done so I felt that on people today I can it's palpable I talked to a young lady who's a a high school student, and she said, yes, and how's things, has the vibe at school, she goes, ah, oh, it's crazy, everybody's, people are, everybody's late, everybody's alarms aren't working, um, everybody's just, they're, they're not feeling it, they cannot easily make the transition from, um, the holidays to back to the fucking grind. And see, this is why I work out. This is why I go to the gym. Because there is something physically and mentally symbolic. You know, like it matters. When you get in there and you're working out, you get up early. Got up at 5 o'clock in the morning today. Not going to do that tomorrow. But I get up early. I freaking punish myself in the gym. I know I'm doing something good for myself. Uh, I'm there. I show up on time. And then I got an hour before I, I go live at the office. So I get in, I get things set, I get everything ready to go, and then I execute. So even a shitty day, <clears throat> which I'm not going to say today was a shitty day, it was just, there was a lot of cancellations, a lot of uh, reschedules, a lot of, oh, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> like, 
can I reschedule for next week or tomorrow or whatever? So then everybody kind of, as, as we try to accommodate people, the schedule fills up and then we got people on top of people and it can be stressful the following days, you know. So it takes a while to, to shake off the, the rust from the holidays, the nastiness, the farts, the fucking flatulence, the... Um, all the good times, the sleeping in, the, the schedule. I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. I don't want to overdo it. But it was definitely that kind of day. Um, but I'll tell you, I'll, I'll end it like this. I had a patient at 2 p.m. We, we left the office around 12.30, maybe 12.40. Got bogey in the truck, heading home. I have an opportunity because some cancellations to start the afternoon around 3 or even 3.30. And so we reach out to our 2 p.m. and say, hey, who, who honestly cancels and reschedules and does all kinds of shit all the time, you know, can, can gum up our schedule. Love the person, the patient with all my heart, but it's, you know... Sometimes people, unbeknownst to them, and not even of the consciously, they're they, they're shitty schedulers, and it's not you can't take it personally necessarily when it comes to our office because people are like this in every aspect of their lives. People, some people more than others, live in constant chaos. So they're shitty schedulers and they show up late and miss appointments and all that shit. So we got to fucking manage that. Now this person is terrible in that regard, but definitely has done it to us before. Like, Hey, that won't work. Can I do this? Hey, that won't work. Can I do that? It's like, Oh Jesus. So I come back, I take a short lunch, put bogey in his give him a treat and I just race back to the office I walk in and the patient's sitting there and she says I'm sorry Dr. O um, I know you asked if we could push back the appointment but it didn't work for me I didn't want to sorry it didn't work I said listen and this is where the rubber meets the road I said look it's my job to be here for you to take care of you and I love my job. So there is no apologizing. You know, if it would have worked, that would have been great. I'm here. You know, I'm going to treat you with all my heart. <clears throat> and that's the way I fucking operate, my friends. That's a, that's a deliberate effort that I would recommend anybody subscribe to if they work with the the public. You know, you're providing a service. Service is everything. You know, it's like your word. This is, it's one of those things, I, I don't know, I feel like the Marine Corps maybe cultivated, like grew this. It helped me develop this aspect of my value system, like do what you say you're going to do, but 
you know, it's the Marine Corps helped me hone it, but I think I, I somewhere I picked this up. My parents, whatever, other people that operated a certain way. Listen, if you're fucking in service, all the freaking things that might annoy you, they are beside the point. Especially if you're dealing somebody with somebody's health. Yeah, does this person annoy the shit out of me? Do sometimes do I feel like whatever? You know, like do they get on my last nerve? Do they, uh, you know, are they inconsiderate? Do I have my opinions? Yes. But as soon as that patient comes in my office and is under my care, I completely. I'm in service mode and I give them my absolute best. Just as good an adjustment as the person that comes shows up on time and that, you know, is pleasant and we have good conversations. Everybody gets the same care and I I think that's the right way to, to behave. So all oh, you know Despite, I'm telling you that despite a pretty fucking crazy day, I understand that this is just the way things go. The post-holiday shit show, you know, people that just took down there, they just um, had hopefully a very positive and celebratory holiday season, and now they got to get back to reality. And it is painful to rip that band-aid off. It's painful. But it must be done. So suck it the fuck up and get back to now earning through hard work, through effort, through you know making a the best of your schedule, best of your time here, your days, fucking 24, 365. 24-7-365. You know, earn that shit. Earn the opportunity for the next holiday, the next fucking moon bounce birthday party, the next family reunion, the next vacation, whatever it is. You know, look forward to that thing. But it's just unrealistic to, you know, think that... Uh, to expect that to go on and on without end. Rip the fucking band-aid off. Alright, I'm home essentially. Love and respect to all of you. Tomorrow we're going to go at it again. And uh, that podcast that I was mentioning, I'm going to listen to more of it myself tonight. It's called um, The Real Ones. And that's by John Bernthal. So that's on Spotify or Apple, whatever. You can probably find it online on YouTube. The real ones. So he's got some pretty cool guests. And seems like a pretty thoughtful guy. So, uh... Alright. It's trash day again. Oh, I feel... You hear that fart? Trash day again. What does that mean? I mean, that's the sort of stuff, detail that I'm talking about. We just got through the holidays now. I mean, I'm, I'm glad the week is moving along and we're on the downward slope of a short week, right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's already Thursday, but 
dirty trash tag. So I gotta fucking pull this shit out, throw it out in the fucking thing. Alright. I'm getting slap happy. Be good to one another. I'll talk to you tomorrow.